Hello. It's Friday, which means it's episode number 22 of Back in My Day. This week I wanted to talk about creativity. And since I'm changing this up a little bit, the topic is kind of picked at random, as it were. But what I want to kind of do going forward, I mentioned this last week, is just kind of ramble. And hopefully through the rambling, that's helpful for you. And I get to maybe assess how I really feel about things versus trying to script something. That being said, creativity. My history with creativity has been up and down. I think maybe if I defined creativity, that that can be helpful for me. Creativity to me is creating something unique. And I think that's, that holds me back sometimes because I always associate being creative with that spontaneous, spontaneous creation. I didn't want to say creation, but I couldn't think of it. Anyway, so the problem that I have with that is, and I've learned this over the years through many sources, that it's okay to, for lack of a better term, steal from somebody else. Take the concept somebody else did and add your own twist to it. And that's that can be considered creative as well. And I think that that's held me back a lot. At the end of the day, whenever I think of writing, whenever I think of doing a video, whenever I think of doing anything really at the end of the day, I can't fathom taking an idea that somebody else did or even using that as a launching pad. I can't fathom that it feels wrong and I've had to get myself over that. And I mentioned this when it comes to the video games. I did a video on the gaming channel this week and one of the things that I talked about was this may have been the gold one, not the platinum one. But one of the things I talked about was you're not going to innovate a way to play this game. So let the pros do that for you. Watch their reviews or watch their games, review their games and take the things that they're doing. And that concept applies, in my opinion, to creativity. And it took me a while to not figure it out. I think that I'd heard that a thousand times, but it took me a while to accept that. And so I started to look at creativity kind of in a different light. And it's, it still, still feels like cheating. It still feels like plagiarism almost, right? And it's not as long as you're not literally taking the exact same thing that they did and not making any adjustments to it. The idea that putting your own twist on it 
is a viable way to create something has always felt wrong. That being said, I'm talking with my content consultant about the gaming channel. And I keep coming up with like, oh, I want to do this type of video. I want to do this type of video. And she said it multiple times, so I'm still stuck in this. Coming up with something unique is great, but go look at what has been working for other people and add your persona to it. And it's that simple when it comes to doing something new, trying something out. I'm still very obviously a novice at this. I mean, look at me, I'm doing a walking podcast as a change to my previous back in my day episodes. And I like this, this is new for me. I also get my afternoon walk-in and I get to complete a unscripted podcast where I get to work on speaking to the camera. I have yet to say, um, I believe up to this point. And you guys get to hear how out of shape I am because I'm breathing heavily. For me, this was a creative idea and I get to express it that way. Also, I look like an idiot walking around with a tripod in my hands, essentially, so that I can hold you further away. So I kind of rambled a bit about creativity, but I've had this obstacle to get over, which is my mentality about creativity. And I am still aware of it. And it's still something that I, it takes me a while to get over to think about the next thing I want to do. That being said, I want to talk about things that I've tried to do in the past and other obstacles that I have. I don't like the three act model when it comes to storytelling. It doesn't mesh with me and I can't wrap my head around how to use that. I think I mentioned before that I have this kind of flow chart mentality when it comes to things. And that also applies to being creative. I want to have a set of boxes to check, even when it comes to plot. That is very difficult for me to get over. So my history with writing has been, I just can't plot things out. I can't plot out an entire story and then begin writing it. I also can't just start writing without having something in mind. So I have this both ends attacking the middle challenge when it comes to writing. And therefore my creativity from that perspective has always been very stagnant. I mentioned this on a previous episode. It was the one that Ethan was in on dealing with failure where him and I chatted about it. That the biggest obstacle for me, despite all these plot issues and structure issues and flowchart issues, it's really just been starting, just doing something. Whether or not it's good or bad, it's going to be bad to start. I'm okay with being shitty. I'm okay with it not being well. Fuck, I'm doing this. And only like 20 people ever have watched these videos since switching it to the Life Channel. But I want to have an idea of how to get through it. 
And that's my second obstacle is needing to feel like the flow is there, the flow chart is there all the way through and having it be a rational, congruent flow. So one of going back to my obstacles is that I've also tried to create part of the issue is trying to be unique, but trying to create a plot structure that meshes with my need for a flow or need for a full flow chart that's congruent. And that's okay. I think that I've also learned a lot about stories and writing and plotting by trying to do that. And so I've, in some ways I've come up with a way to do it. And what I need to just do now is just plot something out and, and, and write it. And I've kind of done that with the back in my, no, not the back in my day, the Howl and the Bark stories, the short stories is plotting out based off of my structure, my way to plot and then write it. And it's been viable for writing a story that I've experienced and reworking it, at least the timeline, the chrono chronological, chronological steps to mesh with the plot structure that I've built. And ultimately at the end of the day, that's been a great obstacle overcoming moment for me, specifically with writing the short stories, that this plot structure that I created, that I've, again, stolen from something that existed and then modified it into my own version, is viable, at least to me. And I like the way that those stories flowed. And that's made me very happy in terms of that that way of being creative. Now trying to do these gaming videos on the gaming channel has really kind of stepped back my writing and I need to get back to it. I mentioned that in my bramble this morning that I want to get back to doing those things, but I need to make this more efficient. I need to make the gaming videos more efficient. But that's the next thing I want to talk about is this kind of- Okay, it was so hot that my phone shut down, it overheated. So we'll finish up that now. Talking about doing these videos for the podcast as well as for the gaming channel and how that has kind of turned into my priority for creativity and learning the difference between what I had learned up to this point from kind of wanting to write stories to how to tell a story via video, especially a gaming story, which is different than let's say a vlog or a general podcast or something more creative like a Mr. Beast video, which is very different kind of storytelling and how the success of a video is based off of the metrics that YouTube has designed and telling a story around maintaining those metrics, retention, for example, and how to keep someone's attention in a world where you can just click a button on the right side of the screen and go to the next story or to the next video is very interesting to me and dynamically very different than what I had learned up to this point about writing. Caveat, it appeared to be different. And I 
kind of navigating that idea that if you're telling a good story via writing, you're probably also focusing on retention and the degree to which something is entertaining, be it excitement or humor, in conjunction with the story points you're trying to make is a retention metric. And that needs to be applied to writing as well. So I've started to learn that, that creativity, the way that I thought about it, again, originally with this idea that it had to be unique and now stealing from others, for lack of a better term, borrowing from others before putting my own unique spin on it is all about this idea of retention. And you can look at the the metrics, right? So there's this this perspective, right? The, the retention graph should be as flat as possible. So whatever it gets down to after the initial, there's always some drop off. As soon as somebody opens a video, they just realize I'm not interested in this or whatever it is that the it is going to be a drop off. But then whenever there's beginning to be a, a line that that line stays consistent all the way to the end. And then there's again, a little bit of a drop off at the end, but that's because people aren't just waiting till the end of the video. So this flat retention number that that should also be what I'm aiming for when I'm writing a story that there's enough mix of plot and entertainment again, via action or humor that that retention stays there. And I'm learning that at least, at least storytelling wise, that the retention metric, while when writing, I really can't see what that looks like, but there should be some element of that being plugged into when I'm writing. And I'm excited to try to write the next story whenever I get to it with this idea of those little threads. And I thought that that was a very interesting correlation of something that I've learned just because of taking on these videos and learning a little bit more about how to be successful on YouTube, which is, by the way, not this. The this is this podcast is purely because I have a number of people that just say they enjoy the perspective that I bring, and even if that's two, three, four, five people, I appreciate it because I like doing this. But I know that it's not a popular thing. The other side of it, from a creative creativity perspective, is this idea of marketing before the story begins. So the YouTube metric is click-through rate. And when my thumbnail for the video pops up, is that interesting enough? Did that market my story enough that, well, not my story. Did that market the prospective audience enough for them to go click? And if they see it and click, that plus the thumbnail title, if that's marketed well enough, then I have a high click-through rate. And what I've found that to be kind of correlative to is also the title of your story and then the description of your story, which I think that the thumbnail is a description in a picture. And then the title is the title. And the idea is not to be clickbaity, right? What Hujin talks about it being truth baity. And I'm learning that. I still don't understand that. I'm also just not creative when it comes to whatever Adobe and, and Photoshop and all those things. There's a whole theory to it that I still don't understand. And I can't steal from, for example, borrow from Wuhujin, who has been very like open that like he relies on uh, his brand, right? There's a talking banana in this image. So people are going to click on it regardless of kind of what's there. And then he can put the title. So I can't borrow from that. I can't take that and make my own spin on it because I have no brand right now. I have no brand recognition. 
So I have to find a creative way to get people to see this and go, that looks interesting. Oh, the title makes me want to click it more and press that button. So there's another aspect to creativity, which is marketing your creative product that I never fathomed being important. And I'm still learning that. I don't, I don't actually know. I don't actually know how to learn more of that. The easiest thing for me to do is to outsource it, but I really like, I have money to do so, but I don't have, um, um, I said, um, fuck, that's like the first one. I think this kind of, I don't have freely free money to spend on that. Right. We, we have other things that we want to prioritize. And if I'm dropping 50 to a hundred dollars a month on somebody making thumbnails for me, that's kind of a waste of my money until this takes off. And I have to do that more to get this to take off sooner. So you have this whole people with money or, or have it easy. I'm kidding. Not, not, not always. So while I am throwing a little bit of money at these things in order for me to use it to take off, I'm going to have to throw more money at it and it's not viable for me. So uh, it's better for me to learn it and understand what I want to do with it than it is for me to just pay somebody to, to help me learn by doing it for me. I'm going to end it there, actually. So sorry about the transition. The phone overheated, but we got back on. We took care of it. The day has been quite successful. And uh, this was my, my afternoon walk, and I'll be able to do it a little bit easier in the future when it's not so hot. But note to self, my phone will overheat when it's 107 with a heat index above 110. I think it was 110. That being said, thank you all for hanging out. I do not know what I'm going to do next week. I think I'm adjusting. I have a list of, oh, I do know what I'm going to do next week. Hold on. I wrote it down. Next week is time management part two. This one's for you, Guck Truck. And I hope you waited this long to hear me say your name. Thank you, W Patreon patron. That's Guck Truck. He's my W Patreon patron. He was number two, by the way. I'll leave this off with saying, don't hesitate to check out the Patreon. I'll put it in the description. It's, um, um, again, that's three penalties. It's a little bit extra that I do for people who have patroned, patronaged me. And I make sure to prioritize that. It's not a whole lot of extra, but it's some silly fun stuff that I do. Some of it's just to look at my brain, as it were. I do some journaling in it. I do some VOD kind of casting in it, more like next week's leaks type of things. So there's a couple things that I put into it, and I hope that it's useful or entertaining for the people who have decided to be uh, patrons of my Patreon. And I really appreciate it because the more I get there, the more I can put into Again, these people helping and things like that. So it is a viable use for me to just recycle it back into the content. All right. Thank you all. We'll see you next week for time management part two. Have a good weekend.